Welcome everybody. As always, I am Blake Archer. With me will be Daharan Bivens, and this is Sometimes Offensive. Thank you all so much for the love and support. We really appreciate you tuning in. Another great conversation for you this week. Hope you enjoy. Sure. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Welcome. Another one. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Were you around for any of the rain today? Uh, nah, nah, because uh, we went out of town. So, uh, I went to Planet Fitness. Yeah. Oh, it's open? <laughs> finally open, dude. Finally. I, uh, I got an email from them a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, it's opening on Monday. I went on Monday, and it wasn't open, so I had to wait mm. like two weeks. Um, full, like full access, 24 hours? Yeah, 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 I think, well, I don't know about the 24 hours, but okay. it is full access. Cool. They, they have like every other machine shut off. Mm. Um, good thing about it is there's not a ton of people yet, right. so like... I thought it was going to be over flooded like New Year's, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wanting to get back in. I think people are still a little worried about it. So, kind of gives you a, a little bit, you know, more space. Right. Um, but no, I, I had my headphones in. I was listening to music. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I just heard like a ton of rain. And I looked out and it was pouring. And I texted Devin and uh, it wasn't even raining here. Yeah. So then, about 40 minutes later, I'm home and she went over to her mom's. And it started pouring here. And so, like, it was almost like it just took a yeah, second to get to this side of town. Anyway, it had rained a little bit here. Um, so, I'm on my way home. Uh, I tried to FaceTime Devin when I was at the gym yeah. or leaving the gym. And then she FaceTimed me. And I was like, well, I'm driving, so I probably shouldn't. And I'm almost home anyway. So, right. I put it down. Dude, thankfully, I put it down. So, in front of me, there's this car. <laughs> and uh, I was like, man, they're going really fast to pull into that parking spot. Right. Um, so the road leading up to my neighborhood, like there's there's decently nice houses on each side, right. right? And like people, you know, will park next, they'll park in their driveways, which is on this very busy road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought maybe they were just pulling into one of those driveways because they were super happy to be home. Yeah. They weren't. Didn't hit the brakes. I don't know if they hydroplaned. That would be my guess. Uh. But I didn't hear any tire screeching. So it was almost like they just veered off. Yeah. And jumped the curb, went into somebody's yard, and then just, boom, dude, smoked somebody's brand, it looked brand new. It was really, really nice black F-150. And just hammered it, dude. So I was like, holy crap. Oh, boy. I thought they were dead. Yeah. Because they hit it really, really hard. Wait, did you go out to help? Yeah, yeah. I put uh. a, so I put, no, I just, I, and that's the end of the story. I have no idea. Um, no, but, uh, so I pulled around, and like, they they were standing outside their car. Uh, the people that lived there, they obviously came out. Their neighbors were looking because, I mean, it was very, very loud. Right, yeah. And so I rolled down my window. I was like, are y'all all right? And he's like, yeah, dude, you, you know, I'm good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, sir. Which is always weird when somebody calls me sir. Like, Wait, why? I don't know, dude. I just don't feel like I'm in that kind of a position to be called <laughs> sir, you know? Like, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. You know, I wake up, put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Right. But, uh, <laughs> anywho, um, so, like, he was definitely shaking up, obviously. I mean, it was the airbags yeah. were off and everything. And uh, so once they said they're all right, everybody else was there. I left and just, you know, went home. And I got home and told Devin about it, and she's like, you probably should have stayed because you were a witness. Ooh. It's like, okay, maybe, yeah. But also, <sighs> I mean, what am I going to say, you know? 
I mean, I, I probably yeah, I should have stayed I mean, to give a report. But what I'm, I mean, I guess you could you in the in that situation. I guess you would really just be helping the guy that hit the car, so you can say like, yeah, I it mean, looked yeah, like look, he hydroplane. Exactly. Maybe I don't like, know though. I'm not an expert, right? But and just like, like eyewitness. Just but like, I didn't hear brakes either, so I could have been really bad for him too. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Dang that because uh, tires didn't move. Nothing. Because I watched the dude. I genuinely thought. This guy's gonna pull into his driveway going a hundred, right? But he didn't. He obviously <laughs> jumped he the curb went. and smoked. What the about car. the guy with the F one hundred and fifty? Did he come out? Yeah, dude, he came out and he was just like in shock. I and think he I would have just fell over. And then, like, dude, what? like a couple minutes later, uh, his wife came out and she looked at the truck, dude. And I thought she was gonna have a nervous breakdown, but then she was like, "Are you okay?" Talking yeah. to them, but just a mat, especially in this day and age, like. I'm sure. I mean, maybe they're they're doing well, but like you don't expect like your car to get hit. This would be the worst time. I feel like yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. like you don't have a job. Holy crap! Yeah, like but where's it the money? Like a decently come from? nice house, you know. Yeah. Maybe they're fine. Maybe, yeah, maybe their insurance will you know do its I don't thing. Know, but it's it was, just like, yeah. oh my gosh, that would my heart genuinely would have dropped, and I probably oh, would for sure, dude, like tipped over. Like, and what if those dudes don't have what? insurance? Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it wasn't like worst the nicest case. car ever. Yeah, and I was actually going to ask that, but I don't want to be. I uh, know who cares. Um, no, in you know, maybe they have the best I mean, insurance ever. Maybe right. they're very you know fiscally sound, and they want to drive a, yeah. a yeah. you know, but a little get get to in there. However. They may not, they don't have insurance, and then you're stuck paying that. You know, I mean that's it and was your house uh, too. Like you never expect that. Also, what if their kids are out there playing? Yeah, because they had kids. I they mean, uh, they came out there with them. That's like, scary. That, well, I, I mean, mean, that is the dangers of living on like uh, especially like a main road. Yeah, yeah, I would never. Like, dude, it's because uh, I I grew up on like uh, one of the main roads in Jackson. I well, I shouldn't say one of the main roads. It's a road that leads to like another county. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Medina and so or another city, sorry. It's still uh Madison County. But like we live right on this corner. Uh, and then on top of that it's like a lot of open space like cornfields and stuff in this area. So people just come through there flying. So uh, this uh, this is just happened a couple months ago. Somebody uh, drove up into our yard. Uh, when my mom was home, she heard like the wreck. Blah blah blah. Came out. This lady's arm had been chopped off. Flew across the street. Chopped off. Yes, bro. So apparently, however the car, like how they wrecked. Yes, like however the car had wrecked. Um, like it had hopped up onto the house and it hit like uh, it went across our yard and went into the neighbor's yard. But in the process of this, like somehow something cut her arm off. And all my mother heard was like this lady screaming, like, uh, it's off, it's effing off. My effing arm is cut off. Yeah. And so, what? yeah. And so, like, my mom was like, surely not. But she's like, you know, calling 911. And she's asking, like, hey, are you guys okay? Blah, blah, blah. Um, because uh, unfortunately, this is not the first time we've had stuff like this happen. And so, um, somebody's arm flying off. You've had that happen before. Uh, not that, but we have people yeah. die right there. Like, dude, like, so this this intersection right here, or it's not an intersection. It's like, so it's our neighborhood, and then at the hill, like at the bottom of it. So there's just imagine just like this big kind of curve, and all it is is just like open space right here with like two houses, but like now it's just open space, and then you just got just these yards that sit way back. So it's like if you don't, exp- and there's nothing that says the curve, or it used to not be. So like. 
if you had never driven down there, just imagine you're some young kid trying to get to like Medina or to like three way. There's anybody back home. They'll know like exactly what that is, but it's just like these little neighboring towns mm -hmm. that are like right outside of Jackson and our road leads to that. Or you're just trying to get out to like the far out, uh, like area of Jackson. So like you don't, you never took this way. You wouldn't see that curve coming. So like, you're supposed to be going 25, but you people used to go around at 60, 70, and they'll topple over or hit another car. Or Do you know if that lady ever out. got her arm sewn back on? I don't know. But they, uh, they, yeah, they came flying in. My mom said it was like a, a huge thing. Do I remember, yeah, when I was younger, uh, like somebody died right there. Uh, one of my friends actually got into a wreck. She lived a few houses down from us. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, got into a wreck right there. Bad when, like, uh, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't say how bad, but, like, it totaled her car. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it's so everybody that kind of lives right there, like that's been there, like mm -hmm. they're used to that stuff happening. Well, I think there's a place yeah. like that everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's nuts that people just, there are a certain percentage of people who just don't think when they drive. Yeah. I yeah. think there's a lot of people that don't think when they drive, yeah. but then there's people who are careless too. Mm -hmm. Um, there, uh, there's this one road, um, where I went to high school at and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So um, the speed limit used to be like 55. It was next to our only gas station. Um, and uh, then they lowered it down to 45. But people, I mean, they would drive 65, yeah, 70 miles an hour. Yeah. And uh, it was this intersection next to the interstate. And so people getting off of the interstate would always get T-boned or, or something would happen from right. these people driving so fast um, until they finally lowered it. And I don't know if people are still dying there or not. I haven't been back. But there, there was this one time in high school, uh, one of my best friends, Jacob Hill, um, I was riding with him and, uh, we get, we get to the stoplight from the interstate and, uh, it was red Yeah, and he just turns left. And like, I was like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, left on red. No, <laughs> said, no, that is not how I that said, works. What? <laughs> and he said, yeah, dude, left on red. And I said, no, no, it's right on red. Right. Every time I get to that intersection, I think about R how I R could have died. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, I mean, at least he looked both ways, but still. Oh, my like, gosh. Um, yeah, yeah. It's oh, so funny. So earlier when you were talking about that story, like, and you said, uh, I, what well, I asked was, did you go back? Because I had an incident similar to that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. not quite, but. So I was coming back from uh, the bar mm -hmm. uh, one night. It was probably like almost 5 a.m., like right around. Uh, for those of you that, that don't know, I work at the bar. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not just out drinking all uh, night. Yeah, he's not <laughs> drinking while he works. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I mean, I'm, you may take like a couple, but at some oh, point. Yeah, like, a couple. Yeah, you got The time like, that I went, I feel like we took a little bit more than a couple. But oh, that was, just... that was a special night. <laughs> I mean, like you were Fair out. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so... Um, so I was I was heading back up because okay one reason why you say that though because I'm so like nervous of that happening that mm -hmm. I legit dude I'll on a normal night let's say if there was like if we were just like just drinking like us behind the bar mm -hmm. like I'm stopping at twelve o'clock yeah, yeah. like even though I'm like that that's it for me just mm -hmm. because like though it may not be completely out of my system I don't even want to like you got like a three or four hour window yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and you I mean know, so like clearing. we close at three. And then it takes another hour, hour and a half, you know, like to clean up and stuff uh, and just kind of, you know, get everything prepared for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So, like, I mean, yeah, you're looking at close to five o'clock. So I feel like that's a decent enough window to, like, be 
be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I agree. For so, sure. um, especially if you're drinking water and yeah, you know yeah. running around doing actual things exactly. instead of just chilling out. Um, but, but because I see like police officers out there all the time, mm-hmm. or like they'll have like those little stops and stuff on I-24. Like, thank God I've never been a part of them, but I've just seen them. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't even want to take the chance. Um, but I was heading home one night though, and these like uh. I mean, it was just a normal night, but these guys like came flying by me, and like late at night. I mean, most people drive kind of fast at that time. Like it's right around eighty. Like, and it's kind of weird because you'll see like an officer out, but people will blow by him. Like they never really stop people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange, but like, um, but he was going like in a weird fast where like you're like, okay, I know I'm going at a decent speed. Yeah, like, if you're driving eighty and somebody blows yeah. the doors off of you, and you just yeah, you blew by me like really, I wasn't even like really right fast. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so like, uh, so I was like, I was like, damn, I was like, that's a, that's a bad decision, and I just thought that you know, kind of just like off the cuff and just kept on going. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but like as we go around this turn, so there's a turn on uh, well, there's like an exit for old uh, Murfreesboro Road. I think mm-hmm. it's exit one fifty two, and it's a super sharp. Sh- I mean, like, is it almost like a like you go from like you're going straight and you're literally turning all the way back like behind you because you're going a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sharp turn. Um so these guys so we're going around the turn and I still see them in front of me. And uh well I, I'm able to see them in front of me now because we're actually like around the curve. And then I see them change lanes and then I see them going towards the uh the old Murfreesboro exit. And I said, dude, they're going way too fast to be trying to exit right there. So I'm like, surely not, you know, like yeah. maybe they're going to just blow by that. And you know, they're just going to the inner lane uh, because there's some exits coming up. And then, so like I see them all of a sudden just like slam on their brakes. So I imagine like I'm starting to like close in this, uh, this space. And so I, I get to see them turn. So I'm seeing them turn. I'm like, we're, st- you're still at a good speed of like 70, 75 i was like there's no way that make that turn and i literally say that out loud and i was on the phone with my mother i was like there's no way and as soon as i said that dude their car hit this bump and absolutely turned into like this flat piece of metal against the rock wall yes did you stop no, that, that's what I was saying. I said, dude, because... That's way worse than right? mine, though. So I'm going... Those dudes were definitely dead, is what it sounds like. I don't know. So I'm I'm going 75, and I was like, I said, there's no way. And I, they crashed. I was like, I said, I said, yeah. I was like, I didn't see them making that. And I was like, holy crap. They Like, it didn't register in my head right away. Like, I, I was like, yeah. Because in my head, I was just like, it's almost like the accident confirmed what I was thinking. I was, I was, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that... Like, maybe like, you saw it in your yeah, head Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. I was like, there's no way. Then I was like, holy crap. I was like, my, they just wrecked. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, and I had to realize that she couldn't see what I was seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just that whole moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, I said, hey, it probably I, happened a lot faster than it did in your head. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I said, uh, I said, hold on. I said, my, these, these guys just wrecked into the rock wall. And I, but at this time, like, I'm still like, I'm still going my 70, 75. And I was like, I said, I, I got to get off the phone. I was like, I got to call 911. Because there was maybe two other cars on the mm. interstate, but they were beside me, though, or mm. close to where I was. So they may have saw it, but I was like, I don't know if they saw it. I just so happened to be looking. So you did call, though. Oh, yeah. So, like, okay. I called them right okay. then. And That's so, a little bit better. I yeah. Guess. And so, like, they asked me, and I, and I stayed on the phone, and I was like, I said, uh, and so, and then I called my mom. And I said, I said, oh, because at this point, I'm only to, like, I'm just a little ways down. 
I shouldn't say a little ways, but I still could have got off on an exit and went back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I said, you think I should go back? And she was like, she said, no. She was like, you don't need to go back because you already gave them the directions. You don't know like what happened, what's going to transpire. Like they, let's, I think she was thinking like worst case scenario. Like, let's say that they say like you were involved some kind of way. And I was like, I don't, okay. I see what you're saying. She was like, just let the professionals take care of it. She was like, if there's anything, I know that they will call you back. And I was like, "All right." So I, I don't, I don't know. Like, did they ever call you back? No. I mean, uh, she, she said, "If you feel like that concern," I was like, "I just feel bad not going back, mm. at least to like to check." I said, "Because what if that's like these guys' last moments?" Yeah, yeah. I said, "I don't want them just sitting here on a rock wall." Yeah. Like, but you with no them. with nobody. You let them, pal. Uh, yeah. So, no, uh, I, um, did you ever see any news articles about? No, I, didn't, I never even followed up. I never looked again. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, if if it did, I didn't want to see it. Yeah. Like, so I was like. um, so, but I'm sure where that is, a lot of people have to travel back home at that time of morning mm-hmm. that are leaving from like the bar area. So at least they got so. scooped up by 6 a.m., right? <laughs> Dude, that's, <laughs> that's what it sounds like you're I saying. Mean, <laughs> what I'm hoping is, so this is right as soon as I called, I heard uh, like sirens mm-hmm. and I saw some going by me almost as if like they were close. And I know that those, uh, that roadside assistance stuff is sitting right there. Yeah, like yeah. it's a few exits back. So I'm hoping that in my head, I assume somebody stopped, but that's the same thing too. Um, You see a a piece of paper on the ground. You don't pick it up because you know, somebody's going to, so maybe everybody, if everyone thinks that way, I mean, then uh, those dudes are definitely dead. Right. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, how they hit it. But then I got thinking, I was like, well, I know at least I did my part of like calling. Now going back, I mean, like. Sure, I'm, I'm CPR like trained, but it's like <laughs> sure I could have saved their lives. Nah, I don't know. Sure, dude, I there's no saving. Nah. nah, there's no saving. Somebody smacked solid into a wall. Well, so there was that's uh, dog on spinal injuries, maybe. insides. Maybe. What, how new of a car <laughs> was it? An old car? Uh, no, it was just like a. Uh, I mean, it seemed like a, if I remember, it was like a gold uh, Sentra. Gold. Like, you know, like, what is it? Like that bronze kind of champagne-ish color? I guess. I was going to say, those dudes are running drugs. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, that kind of like bronze champagne mm-hmm. type color. Uh, I think it was like a Sentra. So it was, it was like a tiny car. It wasn't like, uh, yeah. So it's, but so when I saw it hit and like, and then it was just like, dude, it almost seemed like one of those videos you see because like mm-hmm. they bounce over like this hump of like where it turns into mm-hmm. dirt and then they literally just smacked and it smushed <laughs> and it was all within like, seconds and i was like holy crap so i mean if anything i i would dude i would have never went back and like tried to move those guys well yeah like and i would have went back simply just to be right yeah, just to be, well, i mean to save their lives you would have had to well that's if somebody's pinned you're not supposed to move yeah whatever's so, like, pinning them because my, that could be the thing that's keeping them alive right right my so thing was like i was like i i would just would rather if it was me i was like i would rather there be somebody there yeah with just me instead of like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of it just being, I mean, though you, I guess like uh, some people would, confession, yeah, well, or just be like, uh, oh, I guess yeah, in a way you're like not really asking, is there any last words? It was like, hey, is there anybody you need me to reach out to or mm-hmm. anything like? What what can I do to help you in this moment until professionals can help you? So now we get to the point. Yeah. Did they have it coming? See, see right, and so like, and I that's another thing that I thought, dude, I thought about this. All night in the sense of, I was like, okay, I saw those guys blow by me. I don't know if they're familiar with the area, but everybody that drives that way 
knows that that exit is sharp, but you almost got to go like 15 around it. Like, Even if you're getting on an exit, right? Yeah, I mean, you should so, probably slow down. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, like some of those you could be like, ah, okay, I can kind of, I can go like 40 on this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know I'll be fine. Well, if you know the exit. Yeah. Right. Like, but that's also to know your car. Yeah. I guess because if I'm driving that Jeep out there, like being a Wrangler, it's top heavy. Yeah. If I go an extra 15 miles an hour than I should over a, like on a curve, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of curve it is, kinda probably going to flip. Wobble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... I mean, granted, maybe they had like an extreme emergency where they and had they to, get to, to get to. Yeah. But aside from that specific situation, if they were just driving that fast for no reason, and then it happened, I mean, yeah. It, sometimes you have to accept the consequences. Instant karma. You know? Yeah. Jeez. And maybe yeah. not even karma, but in yeah. the sense of like, if you do something, if you you got to be willing to accept like the consequences mm-hmm. that come. If yeah. if everyone around you tells you not to smoke cigarettes and tells you why, and then you start smoking cigarettes anyway. And then you get mad because you're addicted to cigarettes. Right, right. It's your own fault. Okay, dude. That you know that's this is a this is a, a good question to ask. Like in the middle of this. Yeah. Okay, do you think? Because I've had a problem with this. Do you, uh, no. Whoa. Hold on. Hell no. <laughs> Let's go back. I have not had a problem with this. I have an issue with uh, the political side of how people have turned this. So, do you think addiction is uh, is a problem that we have? Do you think there's like an op- an Opioid pandemic, epidemic, epidemic, whatever they call it, crisis, emergency, whichever word fits. Um, I would say there is a problem with addiction. Okay. Now, if you're asking me if addiction is a disease, that as well. That's that's in that as well. I can't say that it is. Okay. Right, because I think disease is something different. I I I think addiction needs to be addressed. Right. And I think we definitely need to give people the help that they I I think we should give people help who are addicted. Mm. Wait, wait, okay, but then you just said accept the consequences. No, accept the consequences, but if you're if you're reaching out trying to get help, then I'm for okay. I'm for second saying. chances, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um but I don't like the addiction is a disease argument. Right, right. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I think addiction was labeled addiction for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry that there are negative connotations attached with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the uh, this whole stigma behind it. If they for say, sure. Well, I was an addict. And I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of mental issues that go in behind it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I don't think those can be ignored. Yeah. Um. But that's that's my issue is people. I think when people label it as a disease. They're taken away. It's a scapegoat. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. No, I agree. Um, and I see, and that's kind of my my biggest issue with it overall as well too. Is that um, okay? So like, for the for the people that because this is a the I guess a, a part of the argument that I've kind of heard or that I've seen mm-hmm. is that uh, what about the people that uh, were just you know going to their doctor and they ended up being prescribed this and then now they're addicted. And my only counter to that is you can literally ask your doctor for a full description of every medicine that they are assigning to you and you can accept or decline it. Yeah. You can also, when you go to the pharmacist, you can still ask them. Now that's why the, that, uh, that one company was, um, they were fined like, what was it? Three, 
three billion, three trillion. Uh, they're like the biggest pharmaceutical. So they pushed um, uh, oxycotton. Yes, I, I, I believe. Uh, I know it was an opioid, but I don't. That's usually uh, the big one to go after. Okay. But uh, I just remember seeing like this, and they were saying that they had been fined, and people were asking for like jail time, and they were just, and the company's defense was, well, we just didn't have all the research, but we knew like the benefits, we didn't know the consequences, and so in that situation, that's, it's that's it, 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 and don't get me wrong, I completely agree that that's that's bogus. Like yeah, yeah. that's if you're gonna push something to to people to help them, like you need to know all aspects of it. Especially sure. medicine, right? Exactly. Especially if you're altering their brain chemistry. But see, probably. and but I tell people too though, like people think medicine's perfect mm-hmm. and medicine is trial and error. Always has been, always will be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, in the, the error, like the margin error needs to be low. That's why they take so long like with vaccines and so on and so forth. But um, that's a whole nother argument in itself. What, vaccines? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like with uh, with opioids, I, th- I also here's my thing. Nobody complained, and this this is a tablet of like like a, like a racist di- a race divide. Nobody complained when the crack era was happening. They just did the war on drugs, uh, you know, the whole push by. But even when they knew there was the CIA pushing mm-hmm. uh, all this cocaine, this that, and the third, nobody complained. It was just let's just lock them up. But then as soon as it turned to the other skin. And it was an issue within the community with and it had a little bit more money. More people started going to therapy, quote unquote. And all of a sudden is, oh, now somebody's uh, doing this to us. They're poisoning us. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, dude, OK, been going on for a you while. know, what I mean, yeah, like it's like so nobody cared when it was on the other on the other foot. But now that it's like hidden right at home, like it's like, wait a minute, you can't just all of a sudden label this as a disease now. And I know, like, so a lot of people, you know, go to the addictive personality thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't, I guess, I don't know how they detect if somebody has that or not. And I don't know how you, like, observe it within yourself to know if you do. I mean, I, I guess at this well, age, I, I would we, know. I feel like we all do. I, I, like, feel there, I think there are some people that are very strong-willed and yeah. just that they may not have yeah. addictive personalities. But when it comes to anything... Mm-hmm. You might be an extremely lazy person, yeah, but you're still addicted to sitting on the couch and yeah. eating Doritos. Right. Or you know, maybe you are addicted to exercise. You know, to yeah. go to the complete opposite spectrum. So I think we all have. I think I don't. I don't know how much I believe that I'm an addictive or I have yeah. an addictive personality. Well, but that's and that's that big argument like that I'm hearing is that well, they have an addictive personality, so they should have uh, had them have like psychiatric treatment and this, that, and the third before they ever prescribed it. And it's like. Okay, but the, here's the thing. A doctor can't do that for every person. Your normal mm-hmm. physician that you go see, they rely on you. That's why they say, give me your medical history. Well, so, isn't that why the, why the pain scale is stupid? Uh, uh, I don't know. I've, I've kind of heard this, but I don't, I don't because, know. Because, I mean, let's say you have a much higher pain tolerance than I do, uh-huh. and you get hit in the head with a hammer, and you're like, oh, uh, I'm at a four. Th- yeah, a three or four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Well, sir, you do have a concussion, but since you said you're four, you're fine, right? right? Yeah, so, like, exactly, that's, yeah. It maybe, it maybe I'm not a doctor, so uh, maybe that's completely wrong. Um, but to get back to the crack epidemic, yeah. um, is it possible, yeah. right, that that was, from what I'm looking at, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. almost 40 because right, right. it was in the 80s? Um, I definitely get the argument to where now it's white people, so, you know, now we're paying more attention to it. Mm-hmm. 
But in 35, 40 years of time, is it possible that we have socially evolved a little bit more to yeah. be able to recognize stuff like that? Uh, Maybe not. And, no, and, yeah. and um, I don't know either way. Right. This is just me posing a question. No, yeah. Uh, I, yes and no. Yes, we can recognize it, but we're still... F- the thing is, we're still feeling the effects of it today in certain communities, mm-hmm. um, and so you and so you also see that some of those communities are still having to deal with people being locked up for those same actions. So it's like if you go to certain like certain communities, for instance, like in the situation, whites with op- uh, with opiates, then it's a uh, therapy, mental stress, blah blah blah, this that and the third, and let's get them some help. But then an equivalent that's in the black community that's been affected by that type of like mm-hmm. crack. It's not a, uh, it's like, well, uh, he made a bad choice. He knew not to hang around with those kids or he knew not to get into that. Um, so yeah, let's just lock him up. Right. Cause it's, and it's, you know, it's like the whole thing, like of how much, like the amounts that they find on them and this, that, and the third, and it's like th- where the opioid is, what, like, uh, like 10 times stronger or something like the effects on the brain versus, uh, crack. So you're just like, but yet you're locking this person up for 40, 50 years for this amount, but the equivalent amount in another community for a stronger substance right. gets them therapy for six months right. and back home. No, and you I, know what I mean? It's and like, I agree with the, that. Doesn't, that doesn't make sense. I agree. Um, and I think, I think no matter what it is or who it is, if there's an underlying issue that can be resolved of it, yeah. other than just putting somebody else in jail who in the long run is going to cost the taxpayers a lot more yeah. money. Yeah. Then why not use that money from the taxpayers to do something yes. that can rehabilitate them? Exactly. Exactly. Right? And, I, and I, well, I think too that also kind of gets into like uh, that criminal criminal justice reform that people talk about. Like it's supposed to be uh, rehabilitation when people go to jail, and yet you hear people say they got institutionalized. Well, it's like ninety percent return rate. Right? Yeah, dude. Because so it's I mean well, it's stupid high. The the. You literally take people, okay, you take them out of an environment because you say you are being a cancer to this environment. Mm-hmm. You take them out of it. Say, we're going to change you. We're going to show you how to operate in this environment by you serving time here and get a better understanding of self. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then when they put these people back out into the world, they penalize them for once having to go and be corrected. Yeah. Like, you literally say, and, and I get you should make, for instance, like with employers, it's one thing to make the employer aware that you have a criminal record, but it's another thing when it goes against you. And some places I know now are not even asking for that, blah, blah, blah. But then there's certain jobs that you must know because of what they're dealing with. You have mm-hmm. to know their type of criminal history. And so it's just like, like I, and that's also kind of my problem like with weed too. Like there's still a lot of people serving a lot of time for weed in one place but then you literally have people a couple of states over who are selling it everywhere, have it everywhere yeah. and all on TV about it. And you're like, dude, there's literally a guy serving 30 years over here for the same thing that you, you know, okay. So he was in the wrong place. Like, yeah. so, in the, so you're basically saying he grew up in the wrong place. Yeah. No, it's I agree. Just, I don't know. That's what kind of bothers me with the whole mm-hmm. system of that. So the prison return rate, just to correct myself, is forty three percent. Okay, that's still extremely high. Mm-hmm. Right, um, almost half. But I mean. uh, no, I definitely there was a uh, one of the uh, one of my dad's really good friends, um, older guy, very conservative, um, but he was a like 
not necessarily a, I think he was a prison guard. He might not okay. have been. But like either way, you know, he worked in a prison. Right. Um and uh he used to be like adamantly against weed and like the legalization of it. And then one day he was just like, I don't get it. He's like, there are murderers and rapists and child molesters and, you know, everything. Right. And then there are these guys who were caught selling dope or smoking it. Yeah. And he's like, it doesn't make sense. It, he's it like, did. those guys shouldn't be locked up. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't do because I mean, you, you're literally like changing someone's whole life mm-hmm. like all because I, and i get i know it's illegal so i mean that that's what come when you, comes with doing illegal things it's uh but at the but same like i said t- last like, week with chuck some laws are stupid yeah it's just like man it, just because it's a law doesn't yeah, make it right what well, and there has there's surely a better way mm-hmm. it should not be a a guy, I don't know what the amounts are that you go to jail for. I don't know, but well, in most places now, like today, mm-hmm. most places it's a ticket as long as it's mm-hmm. under a certain amount. Um, like okay. here mm-hmm. in Tennessee, it's still just a fine. It's basically like a traffic ticket. Okay. Um, as long as I don't, I think it's under an ounce. Okay. Which, if you have an ounce of weed on you, that's a lot of weed. Okay. Right, and uh, so, um, but if you, I think if you have over an ounce and then scales that can be considered intent to sell. Right. right. Um, and then, and then I think you're looking at jail time. Yeah. I think, uh, I know distribution carries like seven years. It's like seven to 15. Is that really? Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard something like that. So, but I don't know, like as far as like amounts and stuff go, mm-hmm. um, no. I just, and I, that's also kind of my thing. I know like if they're kind of legalizing it in all these places, I feel as if like some people that are there for that reason should be released no, and, they, and they should be able to have that removed off the record. If it's like, depending on the amount. Now, if you recall with doggone, you know, a semi truck full of weed, <laughs> I don't know. We got to, we got to talk a little bit differently, but right, if you were just something else probably happened other than, yeah, you know traffic. what I mean? Yeah. But like, if you're just, I mean, imagine these uh, 15, 16 year old kids that were just, you hear them say, I was just trying to, you know, sell something to help my family out or mm. this, that, and the third. And they're still learning. And then they end up in like these boot camps and stuff or end up going, or even at 18. And then they end up going to jail for six years for an amount. You're just like, dude, they, or they end up like on probation and then yeah. they end up miss, messing up their probation because they, they missed a phone call one night or just stupid stuff that kids do. From weed. Yeah. No, and you're stupid. like, and then so now they actually end up in jail and then they serve more time. You're like, dude, it's, you're literally like, you're, it's almost like over punishment in a way to where it's like, okay, not, but you're now, you're just turning this guy angry. Mm-hmm. Like, or you're just turning him into this villain when he could have, it's like when you're disciplining a kid, if you go, it's, it's a thin line between like being very, very strict mm-hmm. and being abusive. Yeah. And it's like, you got to know like when to cut that off mm-hmm. or else that kid is just going to grow up to hate you and hate the world to sit in the other seat though. What do you do with a criminal? Right. How do you, how do you rehabilitate them? I'm sure there's I think, what is it? Uh, is it Sweden? They, they seem to have figured it out with crime. Uh, yes. But also what's uh, the population of Sweden too, right? We got know, 330 million. Yeah. I think it's here. on like, what is it? 4 million people. Something like that. I don't that. know. I'll look it up. Uh, I think that's the place. It's either them or Switzerland. I don't remember entirely. Um, but I just remember, I remember seeing like a, a, 
Sweden's population is 10 million. Okay. So that's basically New York. Right. Um, I just remember seeing this uh, this documentary. And uh, so what they do, they give them little apartments. They have no chains, um, no type of like cell block things. Now, granted, only reason why only my only problem with this would be is if someone murdered someone or someone, well, yeah, like did something to a child, like something like that. It well, that's be. like with uh, California. Yeah, they were during all the coronavirus stuff. Um, they're releasing a lot of their prisoners. Yeah, yeah right. And it's not just like misdemeanor people. Um, it's oh, people okay. who have like committed like robbery or burglary. Okay, like it's. But was it okay? But is it aggravated? Yes. Oh, okay, so, okay. so a lot of the people that they're arresting mm-hmm. or that they're releasing, they're just rearresting and letting them go because they can't technically take them back to prison. Right. Is at least the 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 articles and stuff that I've read. Right. Right. I don't live there, so I don't know. But okay, like if it if it's a violent crime, that's one thing I think you do need. There's something you have to do with them. Right. But if it's people with non-violent crimes, um, I. I think, like I said, that whatever that country was, uh, I have to find that documentary. Mm-hmm. But so they allow them to have like uh, these tiny apartments where they have like a stove, this, that, and that. And they um, see therapists, if I'm not mistaken. And I almost feel like you could also make that, you could kind of get a, a double bonus there. Imagine how many kids come out um, of like, of college with psychology degrees. That need like that want to turn into a clinical psychologist that just need experience and st- and they're looking for like that break. Imagine if you let them sit like under someone that was doing that. Mm-hmm. So eventually they may actually turn into that, or they could use that as like an internship, something. Because a lot of those people just having someone else to talk to, like because they don't see people first so much of the day because they still keep them isolated, but they have their little house. They let them watch TV. They can read books in there. Um, but they just don't have like the chains uh, and so forth. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, and they that's have what, such a low like return rate. And that's, that's what's so dumb is to think that you're taking somebody out of a, uh, out so, of an environment, mm-hmm. right? And to help them. Yeah. And I mean, you see stuff all the time about how like these people have changed in prison and then they're completely different. Yeah. But if you put anybody back in that same environment, whether they want to or not, it's going to be really hard yeah. for that individual to, you know, keep going on the right path. All I right. think there are people that do. Yeah. And kudos to them. Well, and I know there may be some jails that do this. I don't know. But like, okay, also, it's what's the harm in informing uh, the person that's in jail? Let's say they're about to be released. Tell them, hey, uh, you may have a tough time finding a job when you get out. But here's some options for you. We know that this place, this place, and this place. Well, I think they do, right? I think there's a, I think, I find it with all the information that we have now. Yeah. Now I know when you, I'm sure when you get out, getting the internet, it might not be the easiest thing to do unless you have family. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You go to Starbucks and get Wi-Fi or something. But, um, I, I find it hard now this day and age to not be able to find those kind of resources. You, but see, so we're kind of calling that in between. So there's a lot of guys that are still in jail that would be coming out now that never got to experience the stuff that we've experienced. Fair enough. Like you see that uh, kind of like with some of those rappers that are coming out now that are older. That uh, I, th- that's my best like correlation for this. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like uh, who was it? So Labusi when he came out, dude, he didn't he didn't know what a selfie was. 
He didn't know like uh, what Instagram was. Fair enough. And this, you know, like this no, is that's stuff. A, that's that, a very good point. Yeah, a huge part of our lives. And so people were like, "What? You don't know?" He was like, "What are you talking about? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what that is." Now, I mean, he's caught up to the curve. Yeah. But it's like, just imagine like now somebody he came out when he was like thirty five or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now imagine someone that's older than him coming out at forty or right. someone forty five. You're like, dude. What I mean, know? yeah. And then now you're putting them back out when they've been in jail for how long? Mm-hmm. And then you tell them. Now you need to get a job, support yourself, be an upstanding citizen, don't get in trouble again, and figure out society. Like yeah. it's you're throwing so much at them at once. When obviously this was a person that first struggled, to, I guess, to understand societal norms to begin with, or they just got caught up in the wrong situation. Right. So it's just like at the end, it. I don't know how it's benefiting. Like it's you're kind of. No, I no. That's like that's a very good point, right? Yeah. The the guys that have been in there for too long and don't have any or gals, you know, yeah, anybody sure. that's been in there and doesn't have the resources for it, that makes sense, or doesn't even know about the resources, yeah. right? Um, however, uh, government wise, mm-hmm. um, a company can claim a twenty five percent tax credit if somebody works at least one hundred twenty hours uh, while being a criminal or a year. So that's. Oh, so they, if, if, if you're an ex-con and let's say you work at Cracker Barrel for 120 hours throughout a year, yeah, that per, that company can claim 25% tax credit right. on the well, first year's like, wages. Cracker Barrel does hire a lot of people. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to either. So like, or you yeah. don't have to do a background check. Or yeah, okay. I um, I th- you might have to fill out something when you apply. Yeah. But no, I mean, that's. I think there are plenty of companies that do it. Um, but I don't know, man. I'd like... But see, okay, think about this, though. We, we're now in this whole battle of what's a living wage. So though those people can, right? So, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. so those people, like, they come out, they can get those jobs, but then it's like, let's say they come out and before they went in, they had a kid. Okay, so now they get out, and then now they say uh, the baby's mother has moved on. And she's saying, hey, by the way, I know you're out, but now I'm going to put you on child support. Or she already went through the yeah. process. Now they're out. So now they're saying, okay, now I got to get caught up on child support. Right. And like, how are you gonna? It's it's, and the only way is to get a better job. So those some jobs that can kind of get you day by day until you get to better, or unless you're really successful at those jobs, then you don't have the full means from them. However, you have to get a better one. So okay, so then, but then we're talking about that's. So let's say you have a job, mm-hmm. right? Say you're a, a dishwasher at a restaurant, right? If you can't get a better job, right? You know, not that it, at least you're working if you're mm-hmm. a dishwasher, right? But if you need more money and you need to make a better job and you don't work for it, then that's where my stance is it's on you. Okay, but like, uh, right. But my thing is, okay, let's say it's someone that, imagine a, a 17-year-old kid goes in, tried as an mm-hmm. adult, goes in 20 years, and they come out. But not, so this is the situation that they're in. But now they don't really, though you can earn a degree in jail, but let's say that they don't have a degree. You don't need a degree to be a manager at a restaurant. Right. But also, so you think that Cracker Bro would allow them even with the background? 100%. Okay. Depending so, on their work ethic? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I so think you, there are a lot of restaurants out there that, that would. would. Yeah, for okay. sure. And I, so you're like, saying they and, just got to have like the, the drive for it. For sure. And to be, right. and that's where like, I'm not knocking the service industry at all. Right. right? Because there is very good money to be made, even at, pl- especially at places like Cracker Bro, oh, right? Yeah. Like those managers make pretty good money. I they think do kind of have to end. do what? I think they're on the higher end of, of restaurants. Yeah, no, I agree, but sure. there's 750 of them. So yeah, I think there's like 
680. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, There's close, a lot of close, them yeah. regardless. Um, and if you put three or four managers at a store, then that your chances of becoming a manager are, are very high. Right. And then once you're a manager there, from what I understand, you can pretty much be a manager at any restaurant, right? right? And there are plenty of restaurants, yeah. um, especially once all this crap is over mm-hmm. and everybody kind of gets back out there. Right. Hopefully that happens. Um, then those jobs will be hiring again. Yeah. Right. So it's not a knock on the service industry because you can definitely make good money in a lot of different areas. So, but are we limiting them though to just the service industry? No, dude, you can do, you can go to heating and air. Do you know the amount of people that I worked with in heating and air that couldn't even own a rifle because, uh, uh, uh. because I mean, a lot of them, a uh. lot of those guys, I mean, the trades are really good money because no one's in them right now because uh-huh. all the older guys, there's this huge gap because everybody our age, um, was told that college was this this huge ordeal that we needed to go to. Right, right. So there weren't people going into trades, and now all the guys that are too old and are retiring from trades yeah. are they, leaving, they, and there's yeah, nobody to replace somebody. them. Yeah. So everybody that's replaced, that is there and replacing them are making very good money. Yeah. Can and, I sign that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Dude, some, uh, this guy knows he was in an elect. Well, he's working to be an electrician. Yeah. Uh, he's doing an apprenticeship right now. He makes right around like 45. And once he finishes school, they told him that uh, like the company is going to bump him up to ninety. But he said, well, in the next couple of years, though, that he said I'll be right around one hundred and fifty. And I just was like, it's just you know like a, just an everyday electrician, like nothing crazy, not an electrical engineer, mm-hmm. just no dude, an electrician. Th- and I was like, absolutely, because it's like, such in high demand. Crazy, yeah. And I was just like, I just never would have, you know. And I, I hear people keep saying that they're like, like if you can do a trade, do it. And so, uh, yeah, it's kind of a testament to what you're saying. No, and that's, and that's my point with is I definitely think for those people that are coming out of prison or even while they're in prison, we right. probably need to do something better for them. I don't, I don't have any idea like okay, what goes on. At the same on. time, do you trust those people to come in your house? Because I think that's company's hiccups too. You don't know. That's So like the company that I worked for, uh-huh. I don't know how many – I would say probably 70% of them had been to jail for drugs or okay. something. Um, a couple of them had felony charges that they said were bogus. Right. Um, but let's say like your company gets known for doing that. And then uh, let's say if you're just a normal local electrical company and then they say, oh, well, we know they hire people out of you know, that prison over there. So I'm not like, one of those people, so I'd be fine with it. So you're Okay. Yeah. But because we definitely know people that I don't that. trust people in my house even – it's it's hard for me to let somebody in my house if I'm not home. Yeah, very right. Yeah, like yeah. when we yeah. have somebody, if we have a plumber come over and I have the option to schedule it when I'm home, and that way it's not just Devin and the baby. Like, yeah. of course I'm gonna, I would rather be home. For sure, right? And it's not that you know they might be the nicest person ever, and they might have went to technical school or whatever, right? And never done anything in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Super pristine. I don't care. I would still rather be home. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if I will ever get to the point where it's like, yeah, come over when I'm not home. Mm-hmm. But no matter who it is, like if they can fix my, fix my cooler or fix my AC when it's 99 degrees outside, then yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but, that, but that's, a, yeah. I, I understand that there are those people and that's why right. they're going to go to different companies. That's fine. Yeah. But that's also why I enjoy the free market system is this person over here, they might hire ex-cons, but it's going to be $150 cheaper and you can do the exact same job. Right. Yeah, I'm going to hire them. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 
so that's where I think the problem is while people are in prison mm-hmm. or in jail, like, again, I don't know the inner working, so I don't know how much, you know, there might be a lot of people who are offered this training and never take it. Right, yeah. And I, I, and I think that's going to be regardless see, of how good the prison too. system can be. Right. I think we need to bring that back into uh, to high schools. So, like... My high school, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, trades and stuff like that. Yeah, hundred percent. It was a, it was a. Vo- well, we had, we were a vocational high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think now there's only like one in Jackson. I think it's our opposite. So I went to Northside. I think Southside is the only one that does it now. Mm-hmm. But like, because uh, they have like agriculture, car shop, wood shop, and electric. And in my school, we had uh, wood shop and electric. And so. Um, but I don't even know if they do that anymore. We though. just had shop, and okay. I think that kind of included everything. Okay. So, it, like, one semester they'd be building a chair. The next they'd be learning about electricity. Okay. Right. And so, so yeah. like, I just think, and and a lot of those people, and I've even heard this, uh, it was a guy speaking, but uh, he was talking about in Georgia that they have full-on programs for, uh, for kids to have come out with their pilot's license. Um, really? Yeah, you, I think you can get that when you're, like, 16. Really? Uh, so, what is it? Single engine, solo? I have no idea. It's something like that. I think to become yeah. a, a pilot, though, it's really expensive. Uh, commercial. So, commercial really? is, yes. And, like, because a lot of, so a lot of guys that we know that are doing that, their goal is to, like. Commercial. Yes. Okay. And, like, Fair working, enough. like, private sector jobs mm. for people. Like, flying people is is a whole other ball game. But if you're just flying yourself, yeah. You mean, you can. Really? Yeah. You pay, uh. If, if I'm not mistaken, you can pay like $300 and uh, you can do like the weekend flying courses and really? you can have it in like a couple of months. Yeah. That's dope. So, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I know that they had, he was speaking that in Georgia, they had that with plumbing, electric and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, he said that there was a lot of kids in that school system that weren't taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. He said that they didn't realize, like he said, you can start off working right after school and he said, even if you want to go to school, you can just still work and then go to school when you can yeah. and you don't have any debt. And I was just like, uh, but why don't they put that everywhere? Like, why is it just, I mean, we have common core everywhere. Yeah. No, why? but that's it. <laughs> like, why can't? Within like five years, if you're a truck driver, you can be making six figures, right? Yeah. You hear Jen at work. She said, um, she said, they say now if kids, if you start off right when you're 17, mm-hmm. Uh, right when you're 18 and you uh, drive trucks for eight years, you would have accumulated a million dollars. That's nuts. And I and said, that's, wow. No, and that's like, I don't know why they don't push it, but that's that's why my, I think. Because it, it's the stigma behind it. Like we said earlier with like a addiction. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of people think that's like a last resort job or oh, I couldn't get anything else or oh, I was never smart enough. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's what they attach to. They don't think like this guy's like, I oh, know I'm going to have my own trucking business. And so I'm using this to boost, you know, my reputation plus my funds. But they don't, they think those people are just, I guess, kind of dumb. Well, that's what like I've been, uh, my, I've been learning to code, right? Cause yeah. I, I think that's a very in demand job for a long time mm-hmm. and I don't want to be a server forever. Right. right. Um, and obviously I'll need something to do on the side when this podcast gets huge. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, and that's something like at first I thought there is no way I can do something like that because you have to be unbelievably smart to do right. stuff like that. It's not, it's just, I mean, it's, it's not easy, mm-hmm. especially, you know, kind of trying to teach myself, but at the same time, like it's not hard. And yeah. I think people stress so much 
from so early on the importance of college, which mm-hmm. depending on what you want to do, it can be really important and mm-hmm. really helpful. Right, right. right. But it's also like, like I said last week, it's not a job ticket. And that's mm-hmm. what drives me nuts about having to have a general education of everything. Right. I understand it's nice to have somebody who knows about history and right. everything else. Right. You do want that kind of, that common to me, I think you want that common knowledge mm-hmm. of a lot of stuff. But also, too, how much time and money do you need to waste right. to learn all of it? Right? Okay, well, in all fairness, with the education, what they even offer like dual enrollment, which I wish I would have did, man. Taken seriously? Well, yeah, I, didn't, I never even took it. And I, I just, but I wish I, like, I would I have. I took it and didn't. didn't I yeah. just slept through the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> see, I know, I know a guy. Dude, this guy came in credit wise. He was ending his sophomore year, basically a, a junior, mm-hmm. and he still ended up being there for five years after. Really? Because he he just had no direction, and I right. was like, um, and at that point, I'm like, I I don't know if that like like who's to blame in that situation because I get like when you're 18, you don't know. It's it's then, really hard to blame somebody with that mind, like a kid, you know. Right, right, I mean, because right. if you think about it, like being in high school, the amount of hormones that you got to deal with. Oh alone, yeah, yeah, for sure. Somebody telling you what's the best path yeah. for you? No, it's not. And then, like, I know the best path but, for me. But at the same time, too, like here's my thing. Like, uh, so my mother, like, she always kind of tried to expose us to multiple things, mm-hmm. and like, it, it, and it started off as a young age, like with sports. Like, I didn't when I was a kid, I didn't just play one sport. I played every single sport except for tackle football. Never played that. Mm-hmm. I didn't play football until I played one year in middle school and then I played in high school. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, though, like she put us in everything because she was. She said, "She said, how do you know what you like unless you try it?" I agree and it was that. like, but and I think too, like people should also try that, like with education. Mm-hmm. Like, let your kid go talk to a doctor. Let your kid go talk to an electrician. Let them go talk and just kind of see. They have, dude. Every school does those. Uh, those uh, career days, mm. take them to those. Let them see yeah. it. Did the job fair. They'll say, hey, yeah, my kid's 12, but I just want them to kind of just see. So then by the time kind of when they get to that age, you, okay, everybody switched majors before. Mm. Like at least, but they they kind of know, okay, well, this is something that I kind of think is cool. This is something I think is not really cool. This is something I know I could probably do, but I don't have a passion for it. Like they can kind of like sift through. Not really. I think that would, I'm kind of saying that could be like a solution, not a fix all, but like right. that's a, at least a help. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of guide. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, cause it is tough to put on a kid at 18. Like what do what you want to do? do? Yeah. yeah. What do you want to do until you're 60? Well, that's why I think like, China they'll, uh, they have, Oh it, man, I got it, something about that. Don't like every grade or every like increment you get to, you take a test. Mm-hmm. If you don't pass it, then you go to this. Yeah. If you do pass it, then you, yeah. Dude, this guy was telling me, um, so he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in my fraternity. Um, but like he was saying how, so he was teaching a course uh, and it was all Chinese students. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying like, uh, he said, this has got to be the easiest thing I've ever done. And I said, well, why? He said, dude, he said, they hang on to my every single word. Really? And I said, I said, yeah. I said, I said what do you mean? He was like, no matter what I ask them to do, what I say, like, no matter what, he said, they do it instantly and they try to do it perfect. He said, you don't have to tell those guys to study. They already studied. They're already ready. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you throw at them, they're ready for it. And he said, uh, he said, so they, whatever program that they were going through, they signed a 99 year contract. So if they fail the course, 
to become a, that type of pilot, they have to go back home and they have to bag. Uh, they have to be uh, the baggage carrier for 99 years. I said, if you talk about something that would drive you, that would be if you don't do it, then they can come after your family and they will put you in jail. And I said, I guess that's motivation for sure. Goodness like, gracious. Can you imagine like you and these kids? He said, I mean, they're nothing but 18, 19 signing mm-hmm. this contract. So legit for the rest of their lives. If they don't pass this, I mean, just think about what you were doing at 18. You know what I mean? Nothing good. Like, you know what I mean? And here these kids are making a true life decision that mm-hmm. doesn't just affect them, affects yeah. their family as well. That they may not even want to do. Yeah. And yeah. they say, now you can complete the course and change it to my understanding. Uh, oh, really? Well, let's, let's say if you finish, you get the license. I mean, you, you did it. But like, you can't, and you can, you can continue on with the contract. But the contract says if you fail this, and you don't see this to completion, you now become a baggage carrier for 99 years. That's, that's my understanding. I would have to ask him again. And I just, I just thought, that is absolutely insane, because how do you convince an 18-year-old to do that? I mean, if you're brought up that way, I don't think it matters. Yeah, I guess. If, yeah, if, so. I mean, if you're taking tests in third grade to, fa- to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life, yeah. then I don't think it matters. Right, but I don't think those kids will opt out. Either. I, I'm just, I was thinking through what I just said. Uh, yeah, I don't think those kids would opt out and be like. Why well, it's best nah, to nah, just, just not have family in that situation. <laughs> no, no, your parents do. Or, or, or be hard, heartless. <laughs> oh, to be an orphan. <laughs> if I, I think I would like to think if I'm in that situation and I'm a parent yeah. to somebody like that, I'm be like, do whatever. I go to jail. I got 20 years left. Yeah. I don't care. Okay, be yeah, free. Yeah. Go join the greatest country on planet Earth. <laughs> right, right. right so. <laughs> don't stay here. Yeah. yeah. Um. Man, That's me if I'm like, a parent, right? I, right? Obviously, I didn't grow up in that situation, so I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe going to prison there is worse than hell, but oh, yeah, who knows, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. Speaking of, of prisons, complete side tangent. Uh, kind you, of. We've been talking about prisons. Yeah, yeah in, in a way. Yeah, we, we kind of have. Have you, uh, have you ever heard of, like, Nigerian prisons? No. So apparently they make the ceiling super low. That you have to bend over all day. So you stand straight up uh, and you bend over. The only other option you have is to squat down or to sit down. But you don't really have sitting room because they pack as many people into them as they can. So now you're just left to just hunch Hunch over. over. Yeah. So, dude, imagine nobody can run after your back has been strained for that long. So if you let them out, where are they going? They're going to just want to sit down. It's kind of crazy. Talk about prison reform. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. That's... Okay. I think some guys where they say, okay, do I spend a year bent over or do I spend 10 years in? I think a lot of guys are like, just give me the year bent over. At least I think that's me. I, mean, I, I will live a year half mass then lift 10 erect. That's, yeah. <laughs> Side tangent dildos. <laughs> <laughs> it's that whole conversation. Yeah. He's gonna spend a year bent over with yeah. That else sounds terrible. Spending ten years correct. <laughs> no, uh, no sexual. In so you get guys. a choice between a tall prison for ten years and a short prison for the year. one year. Really? No, no, no. They don't give you the option. I'm saying uh, okay. if, if I had, the, had choice, the choice, yeah. Yeah, be awful, dude. I mean, yeah, but then you're like, okay, my back already hurts, dude. I can't imagine, dude. I would I'm just try to, I would years. just try to squat. I would 
try to be the meanest dude in there and clear space for myself to squat down. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. And like, I mean, because otherwise, like, you're talking about 10 years. Some, I mean, in, in American prisons, I mean, 10 can turn into 12, turn into 15. Yeah. Just by little stuff. Yeah. So you're like, you got a year bent over. I mean, tough it out. <laughs> Not that way. But. Yeah. No, dude, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, and then, uh, we, have we ever talked about the, uh, the Russian prison, Black Dolphin? Not on here. Okay, okay. And I don't remember it. You don't remember? Okay. Maybe. Dude. All right, so I just watched a little documentary on that. Uh, Black Dolphin? Yes, yeah, called Black Dolphin. Uh, so they've only had one person try to escape, or one person that did escape. Mm-hmm. They didn't even chase him. They, uh, so they're in the middle of uh, the Siberian tundra. I think there's a movie based on this place. Probably. Dude, it's a whole documentary on it. They show you the ins and outs. And they, they only send their most uh, heinous criminals there. Supposedly. You can say that. Oh, uh, yeah. If I you're mean, Russia, you don't think you're going to send all the people that are trying to, you know. Like overthrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, they, think they view that as heinous, I think. Maybe. Maybe. Still. Yeah. Uh, but they would be like, uh, so they were saying that um, they walk those people, they bend them over, like, uh, and they walk them with a bag over their head all day, and they walk them in random patterns, so they never figure out the prison before they ever, like, take them to where they go. So everywhere like they end up, they never know how like they got to a spot. They just know they're in one spot and then they're going to the next one. That that's it. And then they're in the middle uh, of the tundra. They're the next closest place is five hundred miles away. So they say like even if somebody ex- escapes, they're like good luck making it. It's negative forty out of here. You don't have any clothing, but uh, like the little gel jumpsuit that they give you. Like that's it. Everything is like uh, shipped there. You know, like, imported in and out. So it's just. What if you have some really good friends that are willing to travel? Is it like a 500-mile radius? Uh, ooh, I don't know. Because even if you're driving like 60, that's still like a seven-hour drive. However, yeah. if you are wilderness-savvy enough, yeah. you could you know, you know could hike that. <laughs> Be there in a in month's time. In negative 40 degrees? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're born in There's Russia. nobody I like enough to do that. <laughs> I negative. I'm like, look, bro. I, if it's the only way to get your mom out of a Russian prison, what is first? <laughs> what'd you do? What'd you do? Because <laughs> obviously Russia. you did maybe something she, to get there. All maybe right? she was just, you know. Second, uh, I mean, I, I'm not walking it. I'm taking. I'm taking a car horse. for sure. Take a horse. Yeah. I don't okay. know if they can survive in for, negative forty. Yeah, I don't know. that'd be tough. I'm sure there are certain types of horses. Maybe you could uh, get a husky dog sled. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I would. I'm not walking it. Yeah, but. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I would do it, and I, I doubt. I mean, they they said they really didn't chase the guy. They were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you right. make it to the tree line. You yeah. have you there know, is no tree line. Oh, really? <laughs> There's nothing out there. It's level snow, frozen. So it's just a plain. There's fro- not. There's just not imagine trees. there's. I imagine a tree. Line no, there's somewhere. no trees. Okay. There's 200 feet of frozen solid ground below you. There's dog on snow. Almost all year. Well, the snow, the snow part, I get. What snow and high winds? The tundra, Siberian tundra. I don't know. I'm not a geologist. It's the coldest place in the world, Fair besides enough. Antarctica. Fair enough. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's it's not too far you're going. I mean, if you, I mean, I guess if you're just some mutant, maybe, maybe, yeah. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't want to go. Fair enough. No, yeah. I, in, I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I uh, 
I feel like putting if I was putting in charge put I feel like I if thought I was you were trying to say Putin for yeah that too um, <laughs> if I was Putin um, no if I was put in charge I could solve the the prison crisis oh what would it be oh you're just saying if you were no and it's a, I think the biggest problem that we have with stuff like that and stuff like homelessness is yeah. bipartisanship what do you mean is maybe par- bipartisanship is good. Is that the one where you reach across the aisle? Uh, yes, that is. That okay, is, that so is, yeah. then it would be people not compromising. We'll just say that. Yeah. Um, so, so partisanship, they're only staying within their own. Party. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Then yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> however, is you might have a good idea, right? Yeah. But... If you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican and your idea is great, but I don't because you're a Democrat, I don't want it, you know, yeah. I, and I don't know how much of that actually goes on. I assume. A I'm very, sure a lot. Speaking of that, do you see this freaking bill? Oh my gosh. It was a message bill, <sighs> which I learned wait, wait, what, what that is. A, a so I learned what a message bill is okay. um, because of it. So a message bill, basically it's, it's something that I would put through. Just to say, oh, I did this, right? Mm, you know it's going right. to fail. You know it's dead upon arrival. But and, you say, yeah, I put it yeah. through. So, okay. so that's why the Democrats did it is because they know that the Senate controlled by but the Republicans. Brag about that it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put through. We tried to do this for everybody, but yeah. they wouldn't let us. And which brings me to one of my points that I was going to talk about earlier because um, you said the the living wage thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, I saw an, there's an article about how. Uh, Restaurants and places are having trouble getting people to come back right. because they're making more on unemployment. Mm-hmm. And so I saw somebody posted this and like, yeah, this is why we need a livable wage because you shouldn't be making more on unemployment than you should at your job. Right. And so their argument was companies need to pay you extra for things like rent and food. That's the livable so wage it, what, part. Yeah, so... It, What's the point of a job, dude? Yeah. That's and that's where that's where I think I was going with earlier, right. right? If you are stuck at the the low the low man on the totem pole right. or a woman on the totem pole, right. work your way up, right. right? I think there. I think in every industry, no matter what it is, yeah. I guess unless you're a, a, a you know healthcare, you would need to go to college to be a doctor, right? Um, but you can always work up or you can always, it might take time and it might be hard to do, but you can always get a better job to be able to afford better things. Right. right? Okay. I'm so, Cause I'm kind of torn only because I just watched something the other day. Did you see the hearing with the JP Morgan uh, CEO? I didn't No. Okay. So lady, she kind of, she kind of ripped into him a little bit uh, because he gets like a bonus of like thirteen billion or something crazy. Billion? Yeah, it was something like that. I find that hard to believe. What? J.P. Morgan? That one person gets a thirteen billion dollar. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the richest men in the world, bro. That's fine, but I don't think a bonus of a thirteen billion dollars. Maybe. Uh, yeah. That just um, that's hard for me to. Yeah. I'm, if I'm Bezos, I'm there, sorry, if Bezos' net worth, yeah. which isn't cash on hand for right. anybody who doesn't know what net worth is. If his net worth is $127 billion, right. if you're if somebody's just getting a bonus of $13, yeah, 13 billion, billion, maybe it's a million or $13 no, yeah, million. I, I may be off there. It might be right. Uh, I just don't see it I don't it know. Being. I, yeah, I remember her saying, maybe it was, 
it may not be him. It may be the company gave bonuses of thirteen million to their okay. thirteen billion to their executives. That might be what it was, um, something like that. Um, because she was saying she was she gave him the scenario of she said so you pay like a regular like bank teller person at your job. I think it was like she said she found one around her local area and it was like thirteen something, fourteen something. And so she went through this whole scenario with him. She was like, this is a single mother, has a kid. And she said, uh, he said he couldn't like figure out. Um, he said, well, I don't know. I would I have to look at it. She said, oh, but because she ended up being behind by like 500 something dollars. And she said, we haven't even accounted for food, clothing, uh, like daycare. She said, we've only paid rent and we covered a little bit of the utilities and nothing else. She said, we didn't even finish getting gas. And then she, he was like, uh, and, she, and he, he said, I would have to look at it. Um, and then she was like, uh, she said, would you suggest one of your JP Morgan credit cards to him? And then he said, well, I would just try to help any way that I can. And um, so, it, so I only use that example. I, you would have to watch the video to get like the I've full I've seen cast. the video. It okay, annoys okay. me. Um, you said it annoys me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because. See, my only thing is I'm torn because though I, like I am single, uh, single as in like, I'm not married, but like, right. you know what I mean? So like, and I don't have like any dependents. So it is, and I've only recently that like kind of got this way. Like I do, see, I could try harder and work harder and work more time, mm-hmm. you know, like, but the people that I guess kind of have found themselves in a terrible situation, it is one thing to say like, Hey, you, all right, you need to work harder. Quit making excuses. Like, okay. You had the kid. So what? That was your choice. You know, like, so this but was I think all, there, there's sorry. a way. No, no, I'm just saying. I just think I don't. I, I'm just kind of torn between like, what's the right decision? Like in that, I don't know. Like, to be most helpful. Um. So I know the video you're talking about. It's yeah. uh, she's. I don't Con- know if she's congresswoman. A, yeah, she's definitely yes. a congresswoman mm-hmm. from California. Um, she's definitely a Democrat. Yeah. I forget her name. Because she has like two videos like that. I don't know. It just people like that annoy me. <laughs> um, first of all, the taxes in California alone are ridiculous. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's leaving for dude. A reason. That's because they got so many pro teams. Get rid of all the pro teams there. Holy crap! Get rid of you pay taxes on those. Really? Yes, dude. Get rid of that. Like. To my understanding, uh, somebody may say I have that wrong, but I'm almost positive. Like, that is a big contributor. Dude, they hold, like, six professional teams, but they have three three for football, mm-hmm. three or something like that, three for basketball. So the Raiders, Chargers, Raiders, Chargers Rams. Rams, San Francisco 49ers. Oh, uh, no, Oakland Raiders, Raiders moved yeah. away. To, oh, so they're Vegas now. So that yeah, would they're Vegas, so that's still, you're still at four. No, no, no. The Rams, Chargers. Rams, Chargers. Niners. Niners. Is there another Los Angeles team? San Francisco, Oakland. Oakland, no. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking through. Uh, San Diego. No, San Diego became the LA Chargers now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you, you got it. three. Basketball. You got, what, Oakland. Both LA teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? We're, we're missing one in basketball. Uh I don't know. And then baseball, you have San Diego Padres, both LA teams. San Francisco. Yes, the Oakland A's. That's like 10 pro teams. We haven't even got to hockey yet. Like, 
Dude, that that's insane to have that many pro teams in one place. That's why their taxes are insane. So, um, let's see. Average average California salary is sixty three thousand. Yeah, which is probably up higher just because I mean it is an extremely expensive place to live. A lot of rich people live there. A lot of rich people, so that might bring it up high. Um, but it's also, uh, let's see. If you if you make fifty seven thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. your actually take home is forty five thousand dollars. Okay, right. So my point is, the amount of taxes that they're paying in California is ridiculous. Okay. So if you take that bank teller making thirteen dollars an hour or however much, and you take most of you take twelve thousand dollars out of her pocket yeah. for taxes on programs that aren't working when you have an ungodly homeless rate in San Francisco alone right, right. and I mean probably across have the you, board sorry, have you seen how expensive San Francisco is to live yeah. I would imagine it's extremely high yeah I don't yeah. know well Elon Musk was talking about leaving yeah right because yeah. It, because there the restrictions police, are the stupid. police officers there make 106,000 and they it says that if you make below 110,000 a year it's considered uh, like poverty yeah and I was it's, like 106 here yeah, and that's my problem Holy with. Crap. I'm fine with people moving out of California. You're, your you're good. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think we're long gone after that. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if <laughs> my biggest problem with Californians moving from California, yeah, don't bring your idiot policy. That's what. I, oh man, I almost said that the other day. Just, I literally almost tweeted that the other day. I'm don't fine. bring that. I need them to stay with that crazy over there. Yeah, that's fine. Fix yourself. Yeah, before. don't um, bring that here, bro. Well, that's uh, that's. That's what scares me the most about people. Because I think after this, I don't think people are going to be living in New York as much. Obviously, it's going to still be a huge city. But I think a ton of them are going to leave. Um, I think a ton of them are going to leave from California. um, And they're going to move to smaller states. Yeah, dude. (laughs) But don't bring your stupid policies that ruined wherever you're at in the first place. Right, right. right? And that's... Don't bring your pro teams either. It doesn't work. Don't bring your pro teams. (laughs) Don't do that. Do you think we could use a baseball team? Um, I don't know how well it would do. I'm I'm torn because I'm torn on a lot of stuff. It's It's a torn episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got got basketball in Memphis. People barely go to. Yeah. We got football here. People enjoy coming here sometimes, but they can't even pack out 63,000, so that's kind of crazy. Well, that's because um, they've been awful for the last 15 years, basically. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know. Tennessee doesn't have enough people when we don't have enough attractions. Well, Nashville's getting bigger. Nashville's like the, the highest. So what, you put growing. them in Nashville again? Where else would you put them? I mean, you already got the Preds there. And the Titans. Where else, I mean, where, like, where else would you, put, a, would you put them and then you in Freesboro Na- or well, Knoxville? You already got the Nashville Sounds there. That's AAA. Chattanooga Lookouts, right? I mean, they're uh, double They still exist. Oh, it's the Smokies that are gone. That's right. Um, well, the Lookouts are, I think they're part of the Cardinals organization. Are they? Um, anywho, I don't know where else you'd put them. If you, and then you can't put them in Memphis because you have the Grizzlies and then you have the Redbirds, mm-hmm. which are AAA. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I don't but you're know you're also where. the Cardinals organization. Yeah. And then you got it, what, what is that, Bristol? I guess that counts. Uh, it's on the line of Tennessee and Kentucky. That's the NASCAR. I don't know anybody yeah. that would go up there. Only other place you could put is Knoxville. Well, I don't know how many people are going to NASCAR in the first place. Dude, Bristol, they packed that sucker out. Oh, I'm sure Bristol they do. But yeah. NASCAR, you, you know Trump almost invested in that? 
I so believe it, dude. They, it's it's it very was, successful. It was not anymore. NASCAR? What? Yeah. Wait, I don't know. Look that up, bro. Did, did you see NASCAR stole? Was that baseballs? Baseballs? Uh, well, baseballs uh, going down, right? Chief? Uh, uh, no, they just signed that new collective bargaining, raising uh the uh the players minimum in basket. Was it? Was he basketball or he baseballs? Uh, COO. But he went to NASCAR. This was like four years ago. NASCAR's digital platform saw a fifty-eight percent rise. Yeah, in dude. Okay, fair enough. NASCAR super. It's it has a cult following. Like people that are in NASCAR are in NASCAR. Well, yeah, but yeah. but at one time it was almost dying. Well, you right? remember they did uh, NASCAR on Broadway in Nashville, and they packed that sucker out. Really? Yes, bro. That a whole street couldn't get down there. I don't know. I just it might be fair enough, but. At one time, it was almost dying. But before then, like 10 years beforehand, Trump and somebody else thought it was going to be like as big as football, and they were yeah. going to try to make it bigger in the NFL, and then they just decided not to. And I think oh, that's yeah. what hurt it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just I don't, I don't know where you put them at, though. Um, East Tennessee. I mean, they already kind of have that stuff with uh, Dollywood, so I think it would be great around there. It'd be cool to have like a, a mountain a mountain course. Yeah. Well, that's what they uh, – what was that supposed to be that they they built the speedway at here? Or close oh to yeah, here? yeah, I've seen that. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Well, I think it was supposed to be like NASCAR. Okay. Um, I think, and I think that's what their original thoughts were. And from the people that I've talked to, is uh, it's basically I think it's in two different counties. I think it's kind of in Rutherford and kind of in Lebanon. Okay. Um, and they were so like they could never come to agreement on who was going to pay. Is, I think I think Lebanon is still in Rutherford County. Is it? No, it's in Wilson County. Is it? Okay, 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 mm-hmm. okay, okay. So, uh, so Sorry. I think the water was going to be coming from one county and the electricity from another or something, and they couldn't agree from who was going to make money from the taxes and everything and right. who was going to get the actual revenue. So it never actually opened up. So yeah. if you drive by it, this giant parking lot, I mean, like basically for the Titan Stadium yeah. size. Well, I see the sign for it. Uh, it's pretty cool, like dude. Speedway. I mean, I think they yeah. still run some random things on it, but drag. it's I've but it's also drag, yeah. it's eerie, man. It's it's yeah. weird to like just see it, and it's like, man, this could have yeah. been this could have been big, dude. But uh, it wasn't a cool place. I see people take photos at is the uh, the old Town Stadium in Nashville. Really? So yeah, uh, you apparently you can go out there, you know, just hang around. It's all beaten up, but it's good for like that uh kind of like oldie type picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people like to rustic do that. photo. Yeah, there was somebody I heard of who he had like just bought his house for like a hundred thousand dollars or hundred fifty, I think. Okay, and then they decide the next year they put in they decided to go ahead and sign the agreement for the sounds to move to his area, mm-hmm. and then by the time they got the stadium built, it's worth like three and a half million now. Wait, his house is <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just because the sounds moved next door, yeah. Because he can pretty much see the ballpark from where he's at. Oh yeah. See? So yeah, it's just luck of the draw. Also, you know, uh, sorry, Jake Cutler lives here. Did you know that? Does he really? Yeah, scrub. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's trash. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. How you doggone get cut from a team for high blood pressure is beyond me. <laughs> that is, that is because he's that bad. Garbage. Dude. He never did anything. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what's weird about Tony Romo. Everybody hated him as a player. Yeah, he's great as an announcer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, and, he's fantastic. And, like, and as an analyst, bro, he's he's got it. He just he's just can never put it together to win. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah. But Jay Cutler, like uh, apparently, he's trying to sell his house. They went with like an LA style theme. I don't know, something stupid. 
and now the house is worth like eight million, and nobody's gonna pay that around here. No, at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's like it's like in between Nashville and here somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, well, that was dumb on his part. And his wife is like on. They have a TV show, by the way. In case you didn't know this. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping up with the colors. Yeah. Uh, I forget what is it called. Um, uh, Taylor's aunt watches it. Really. And I just happened to go over there one day, and I yeah, saw. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh. I was, like, I was like, who is this? She was like, they're in Nashville. It's so and so. And I was like, well, I've never heard of these people. Yeah, yeah. I saw Jake. I was like, why is he on this show? She was like, that's her husband. I said, yeah. just, he sucks. Why yeah. would they ever give him a show? Yeah. Like, he needed but, one. Yeah. Uh, but they have like all like, you know, the Nashville highlights in the background mm-hmm. and stuff. So you think Brady's going to do good in Tampa? I mean, he's got Gronk now. Well, the thing is, I mean, if he did that well in such a cold place, I mean, for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> now you give him a little bit of sunshine, some new young players, and a guy that he's really good friends with. I mean. Do you like Brady? Uh, I mean, I don't hate him. Like, like you know, a lot of people hate him. I appreciate his greatness, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't call myself like a Brady fan. That I love sense. Tom Brady. Yeah. But I mean, I think, too. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's, he's proved it. Yeah. So, like, I just. Multiple I mean, he times. did lose to my Eagles, though. So, I mean, You're yeah. You're going to lose, right? He, he, he did mean, well. He. He gave it the best he could. No, and I think I do want to see him do great. I mean, yeah. he's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Like, mm-hmm. now he's got Gronk. Do you think Gronk's going to be good? Yeah. yeah Gronk's always Gronk's good. Gronk's been partying it up. Well, I guess he's always done He's that. always been partying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's always done I think that. that's just the kind of guy he is. But, no, I think he seems like just this. And from what he said, I mean, of course you are going to say this if you're that person, right. but he's supposedly in the best shape he's ever been in. He's okay. lost a bunch of, like, just fat, and, mm-hmm. like, he's, I he's guess, like toned up. Getting um, focused. For sure. So I think... So we're talking about a 260-pound toned-up grunk? Yeah. Jesus. What, 6'7", six, 6'8"? Six, 6'6", six, six, yeah. Is that right how tall he is? Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, he's huge. And yeah, that's, and that's actually kind of scary. No, for sure, dude. And that's... Um, but he does what have two elbow surgeries, one back surgery, one knee surgery, a couple of ankles. Well, yeah, I mean, how many people in the NFL don't have that, yeah. right? And but you think what is he thirty now? He's a bull, dude. Yeah. I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, but that's that. That and, position is demanding. If Jameis Winston can throw thirty picks and then still finish all right, uh, yeah, but he's still a little bit younger. That age does at that point takes a that that plays a part. What? Uh, age. Of him throwing picks? Oh, no, no, I'm just saying as far as I like, oh, I thought you were saying, you're saying finish art, like injuries-wise? No. Oh, okay. Team-wise. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, as far as Gronk playing, no. I'm just I'm just afraid that he, of him getting hurt is m- more so my thing. Though I know he's more toned up, more ready. Well, he's been hurt before. Yeah. Right? That's, what, that's the problem. I'm saying now, you, what? Did he take last season off or did he just retire after last season? I think he just retired. Yeah. So, okay. So, that's typical timing for him. I just think uh, it's it's risky. <laughs> like it's. I mean, I. I mean, if he he can do it for sure, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely gets risky here. Um, but no, I wish them the best. I don't hope that they win it because I want the Eagles to win it. Well, of course. <laughs> so they finished seven and nine apparently last year, no, which no. isn't great, but. It's where the Titans were a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, I mean, you saw how they finish. If you add somebody in that doesn't throw 30 picks. Did you see uh, Tom? They, like, the Titans were considering Tom Brady? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want him. Tannehill's fine. How many years are you going to get out of Brady, right? That would have been Enough cool. to win a ring, though. Maybe. I mean, that's... Dude, look, at, if you take... Okay, take the team again this year that you had, and you put Brady into that. You don't think that that team possibly wins that? I think they have a chance. Yeah. For sure, and like, I think his leadership helps. Yeah. But how are you going to do Tannehill like that? Same way you did Mariota. <laughs> Have a seat, pal. No, dude, Thanks Mar- for your service. No, dude. Mariota was given plenty of chances. He was even I mean, given the first what, half. He was for given good the, reason. He was given the first half of the season. First round draft pick. I agree. Like, I was afraid of the pick at the time because my 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 biggest thing with Mariota was always if you lose the biggest game of your college career. How can I trust? Did he wait? Did he win a national? Ch- that's what, okay. That'll lead me into another change. We go ahead. No, uh, they, they yeah, lost with with Oregon his last right. year. Yeah, that's how I feel about Jalen Hurts in a way. Pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, yeah. Uh, so I know a guy that was he like works with us. I would consider us friends. I think he would consider us friends too. We we chatted. Up. I never really know like to call people friends because then they're like, I mean, I'm just kind of cool with them. Yeah, we're fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I talk to him. We can right. text and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're friends. Yeah. Um, but um, he so he used to play pro ball though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like he was on the Cowboys stuff like that. But he was telling me like when that was all kind of going in talks, he was like, uh, he said, man, he said I don't know all these people getting excited. He was like, Brady's never gonna come here. I said, what do you mean? He was like, this is just all like this is just TV. He was like, Brady will never come here. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why are you saying that? He said, he said what people don't understand is he said there's such a difference in the organizations. He said, when you go to the Patriots, he said, that is, you talk about professionalism. He said, it's it, it's not playing ball. You are a pro. You are like an executive almost. Mm-hmm. He said, they run their front office as if it, it it's a Fortune 500. It's mm-hmm. not just we're here, you know, as a football team. He's like, and that's how they expect people to act. He said, when you talk about the Titans, it's, it is a football team. He's like, and they're just, they're running a football team. He's like, it's two different ways of how they approach business. Well, I think the and I big. Was like, I never really thought about that. He said Brady's not going to come here. He he said when Brady comes here, he's going to just kind of look around and be like, "This is how y'all do stuff." And he's like, he's so used to such strictness and structure, and this, that, and that that the Titans wouldn't have. And he was like, "No fault to the Titans," but he was like, "That it's just two completely different ran uh, organizations." That he said it'll never work for him. It's like in the market placement, different stuff. But Definitely the market, for sure. The market yeah. size in Nashville is a lot smaller, and I can get that. But I think anywhere would be different. I don't know firsthand, but I think anywhere would be different yeah. than um, than the Patriots, right? Yeah, I could, I could see that. And also you got Vrabel as head coach right. with the Titans, Ex-player. who played with Tom Brady. So yeah. I think I think that was just one of the big reasons of like why he might. And yeah. um, uh, Okay, but at the same time, I almost wouldn't like that either. You wouldn't like it? Yeah, because here's the thing. If I played with you, then I feel like you might think we're too buddy-buddy. And I feel like you wouldn't, uh, if I'm still actively playing, mm-hmm. like I don't know if you would correct me the way like I like I needed to be, if that makes right. sense. Well, I know. Like, and that's, why, that's why I respect it like that quarterback. Was that the quarterback coach that got into it with Brady all the time? Like He didn't care. He was like, I don't care if it's Tom Brady. Like, right. This is still wrong. Okay. <laughs> this, this is what we're doing. Like, I don't know if – I don't know if Rabel, Rabel can. But, I bet he can. Yeah. I, I don't know. He might seem more – I don't know. I I don't know the guy, and I don't know Brady, and I don't know what his thoughts are. But 
if I were him and I'd been under Belichick for 20 years and everybody's like, oh, it's the dynamic duo, it's Brady and Belichick, I would want to be able to prove myself. And I think that's what – I almost think that's what Brady is doing. Yeah. I mean, I can see that pride-wise. One of his demands going to Tampa was that he gets to call plays. Oh, dang. So he wants he wants that Full like control. he wants that control. See, I mean, I would just do this as a, as a, as a last year, like one last year, bang. Yeah, yeah. If maybe. it was my last year, maybe. Yeah, like I, everybody's I, thought it's Brady's last year for a while. Yeah, though. but see, but I'm saying like if I mentally knew like I'm Tom Brady and yeah, I was yeah. coming in, I wouldn't. I would sit my pride to the side and just do that on my last year, bang. Like, hey, look, you know, yeah, we we did have a good run, but I do want to try this one time. I myself. feel like he's treating it like Madden. Right, like the way the way <laughs> I, mean, I the way I play Madden when I'm yeah. a quarterback in Madden, that's yeah, that's, that's the way I feel like Brady's gonna was, go out there and so do it. He's gonna that. call the plays. Yeah. He's gonna substitute people. It's so strange that he's a Hall of Famer. All right, like if you look at him, well, First just ballot. look at him. He's slow, not yeah. muscular, very unathletic. <laughs> that's what there's. Like, a, I, just, I saw a video. Um, it's just terrible across yeah, yeah. the board, and yet he does such great things with the ball in his hand. And you're like. Yeah, huh? He's just smart, and it's there's a yeah. there was a video, and it was of him at the NFL Combine. Dude, he ran a six something. Yeah, dude, and like, like shirtless, it looks like just yeah. normal guy out dude, there. Uh, see, see if you could pull up uh, Brady's uh, Brady's scouting report. It gives you like the little uh, notes yeah. that they wrote down. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Six four and a half. Yeah, tall gracious. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the one that I saw was just like a like a wide cheat, and then it just had like uh, like average arm, uh, not very muscular stuff like that. I think I saw that too. Yeah, and I was just like, and yet this guy still got drafted. Yeah, yeah, here it is. His draft report: poor build, skinny, lacks great physical stature and strength. Yeah, like, is this is this what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lacks mobility and ability to avoid the rush. Lacks a really strong arm, can't drive the ball downfield, does not throw a really tight spiral, system type player who can get exposed if forced to ad lib, gets knocked down easily. And then turns around and wins, what, six Super Bowls? Yeah. Appears in nine? Jesus. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. They Somebody released his uh, resume, too, because he had a resume because he didn't think he was going to get drafted. Yeah. Let's see here. I got this. Uh, look at this picture of him. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what <laughs> so, like, he just looks so. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who's listening, if you have not seen the draft picture or the scouting picture of Tom Brady, yeah. look it up. It looks like somebody <laughs> who could fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, even even at six four, yeah. I would be fine if fighting this. Oh guy. yeah, you're like oh perfect. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can do all right for with sure. This guy. Yeah, like he just looks like such an average Joe Blow. Like, and the thing is, he never changed that. Like his whole time in the league, he's looked exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, just a normal guy. He never got Longer faster. Longer hair at every, yeah. every now and then. He but never yeah. got faster. You never saw him working these crazy agility drills. Like, he just kept throwing the ball and kept winning. <laughs> like, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and you're like. Be funny if he comes out and goes 0 oh, 17. Dude, if he did that, I think, <laughs> I think if he went 0 5, I think he would quit right then. I, I really do. I think no. he'd be like, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the team. Yeah. No, I, that's, what, that's what will be really interesting to see if they do, if he does play awful, Yeah, how he reacts to it, right? Is it him or is it the team? You know, I don't know if he does. Yeah, I think the people in Tampa say, it's the team. Yeah, 100%. I think anybody does. It's not Tom Brady. It can't be yeah, Tom yeah. Brady. 
Except the people that hate Tom Brady. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, that's, why, that's why I was surprised about your answer, because I feel like people are either in love with Tom Brady or they hate him. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I think I just kind of just respect him. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm, just very, I'm very indifferent about Fair him. Like, yeah. I always get sick of the Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady debate. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is... No, dude, he's fantastic. Yeah. 100%. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. The guy's got... He had two of the best receivers in the league and mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham when Jimmy Graham was good. Right, right. With Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb mm-hmm. on your ends, which don't get me wrong, dude. Aaron Rodgers, first ballot Hall of Famer, fantastic. Right. I'm not Wait, denying he, him. You have two rings? I think just or one. Or just one? I think just one. Yeah, I remember. What's funny, dude, is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers have both. Did Brett Favre win a ring with Green Bay? Uh, I want to say yes, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I th- to my understanding, I think they hated each other too. Well, that's so. Andrew Love is that his name? Who just got drafted by the Packers? Uh, I don't know. Um, I didn't watch the draft at all. I didn't watch like, it either. But yeah. I kind of get- anyway. Everybody was expecting the Packers to draft a couple of wide receivers mm-hmm. to get him some help. Instead, first round they draft a, a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine yeah. how Aaron, pissed you would be if up. you're Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Gosh, dude! But it's, so apparently, it's the exact same thing that happened mm-hmm. with uh, Brett Favre Brett and Aaron and Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So a lot of people were like speculating he's going to get traded like the Broncos or somebody. Yeah. Like that, so. No, to my understanding, they hated each other because uh, Aaron Rodgers was like felt like he should be starting, and Brett Favre was like, "Why the hell did they even have him?" Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just one of those. But, I mean, I guess he kind of proved himself after a while. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just. Let's see. Jordan Love. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about dog on a – just <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a kind of my, my last little comment here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trubisky, bro, in Chicago. What – I still don't understand that pick. I still don't understand, like, what they saw in him. But now it seems like everyone in Chicago is, like, fed up with him. And it's, I mean – Rightfully so. I mean – He's had, what, three years? Going on four. The guy played it, what was it, Duke? Like, I or, or was it North Carolina? I don't know. Okay, like, but it's just like, he's not good. Like, n- nothing showed, and I think, what, he only played nine games. It's just s- stupid. It, it, it doesn't make sense to draft that guy. Yeah. So I just I, I don't know, but I I think they're finally starting to see the light. So I don't know if they ended up getting a quarterback or not, but they should have. The, or the they, Bears. Yeah, and they should have traded for someone. That's what I would have did and got him out of there, <laughs> like them and got a kicker. That that a quarterback and a kicker. Like let, yeah. let's win some games. Um, let's see. I'll look it up really quick and then we can go. Any other final thoughts? Um, uh, get CPR trained. <laughs> <laughs> to help save some lives. Yeah, yeah, ask people if they're okay at least. Yeah. Which they so might have had a concussion and just been in shock and not known. So, right. But my thing for leaving was uh, there were people there. Oh, okay. The only, you know, they were, wait, didn't you say that to me though? You were like, bro, at least what? I stopped and asked if they were I'm, okay. You were driving down your residential street. I'm on the and highway I, going yeah, 80 you, with no turnarounds except for two X's down. They don't, they don't put brakes on your Jeep. What? What? I'm a re- reverse on the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
if it's if there's you nobody can't. if there's nobody on the no if dude. they're driving as fast as you say right, right. you obviously saw them wreck in front of you you right, didn't right. see it in your rear view mirror but i'm gonna so just slam remember i told you i couldn't even you were like, right next to him when like it, it registered and it, i was like okay no, don't try to no no you left. You left your people. I didn't no, even dude, have a I chance. Poured, I, I called help. I turned you around. Call? I turned around. Did you call help? I didn't need to. They were people. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> no. You left it to somebody else. Wow. Because they were there. What a guy. There was no what one at your guy. incident, first of I all. I called the police. Or 911. That's what I called. Okay, but there still wasn't anybody there. There was people. It's a highway. Yeah, maybe there's, they didn't there's stop. There were people around me. Maybe they, yeah, there are people around you who probably <laughs> kept uh, driving busy. with you. It's busy. And we all know Ooh. I-24 at 6 a.m., it's popping. Not that way. Not towards Murfreesboro. Bro, it's everywhere. Yeah. Right there. You it, know, when you're it, right in Nashville. It's not as bad. No, and first right, of all, I'm right pretty sure Nashville. you said it was 5 a.m. earlier. So now yeah. we're just skipping ahead hours. No, no, no. 5 a.m. But it's Moral it, of the 6 a.m. is going to be packed. At least I turned around. The guy said, yes, I'm okay. Yes, sir. And Thank you, you so much for, for stopping. Jeez. I said, "Is there?" I said, "Do you need help?" Wow. He said, "No." And the family you could at least who lived there, non-emergency line. Eh, at the, least. the family who lived there was there. Yeah, the neighbors were there. Mm. By the time I had turned it's around and got up to them, it's not excuses. Yeah, it sounds it's like facts. Didn't want to take responsibility. Not even anecdotal. I was there. All right. Thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely guys. Uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. If you don't agree with my stance on addiction versus disease. <laughs> Or our stance on prison systems or anything. Addiction is not a disease. Oh, so you agree with me? Yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, fair enough. But that's, and it's not to knock addiction. No, no, no. I mean, my I think stance. it's a real thing, but I just. Absolutely. Don't. And I think it's something that should be dealt yeah. with. But I think trying to change it to disease diminishes yeah. it's, the importance. It's some of type it. of like sympathy part that is just like. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's no, I agree. You can hard. have just as much sympathy to somebody who's addicted. Yeah. Change the stigma of it. Yeah. Don't change the meaning of it. Right. All right. Anything? No. Nah. Um, Y'all have a good week. Yeah. Cool.